They said it couldn't be done. Independence was impossible. Through fear-mongering and other forms of negative rhetoric, they made you give up on your dreams. Well now, it's time. To prove them all wrong. It's time to blow up the system and change the world. And we've got the man who did it. Broadcasting from studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Outliers. Here's your host, visionary and founder of Fedora Outlier LLC, Vashon Jones. All right, we are here. We are here All with right. um, Mr. Reginald Ford. You guys put your hands together virtually for Mr. Reginald Ford. I had the opportunity to um, actually meet this particular gentleman um, that you're going to learn a lot about the life and times of RF, Mr. Mr. Ford here, but he is definitely um, how the old people say he's a he's a he's a great lad. You know, he's one of the ones that the moms love for him to come over to the house and date their daughters. You know what I mean? You know, he's he's entrepreneurial, enterprising. I like to say somebody yeah. that yeah. you don't mind hanging out with, cool right, yeah. dinner fan. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the winter time. And he's a man after my own heart because he wears fedoras, man. He's the only one that, you know, I walk around, they be like, man, that's a nice hat. You know, he walks around, they like, man, that's a nice hat. I think it gives you a particular swag, and you're going to learn more about him and his swag. Um, Reggie, man, tell us, man, just where were you born, where you grew up at? How did you you develop as Uh, this uh, man here? All right. Uh, So... My parents, they were in the military, so their uh, duty station was in Lawton, Oklahoma. That's where I was born. And then I might have spent about maybe a few weeks to a month, a couple of months in Lawton, and I went to go stay with my grandparents Mm -hmm. uh, in Louisiana until I was about three. and then my parents, they got, uh, they, their last duty station was in Morrow, Georgia. And so that's where I grew up at. Uh, moved there when I was about three. Mm. Yeah, so, Morrow, Georgia. Yeah. I'm not too far away from it now. I'm in Ellenwood. Um, and yep. so, yep. okay, yeah, so not too far. I didn't know it was a military base there, though. Is it still there? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, in Morrow? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. It used to be, uh, on the Fort Gillum base. Got um, you, got you. Okay. Uh, and John Bro, then they, then they, then they moved out to, uh, uh, Fort Okay, okay. Got you, yeah. got you. Yeah. And yeah. so you're sitting on a bench as we hear the cars go past in Arkansas. But before we get to why you went from Morrow to, to Arkansas, because that's where you're at now, but we're going to get more into yeah. the earlier parts of your life. So Morrow, yeah. Georgia, this is where you grew up. Um, what about school, elementary, high? Did uh, you do all that here? So, yeah, so um, I went to Morrow Elementary. Behind that Walmart on uh, Jonesboro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, then I went to Morrow Middle on uh, Maddox Road. Gotcha. Uh, not right down the street from Old Rex Morrow. And then, uh, then when I was in eighth grade, getting ready to go to high school, uh, my my mom she moved out to uh, Fayetteville. Okay. 
and so Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, and, and I uh, went to high school at Monday's Mill High School. I remember brand Monday new high Mill. school when I got there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We 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 didn't we didn't even have a, a, a junior and senior class when mm-hmm. I when I got there. So that's how new the school was. That was around what two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you take that. Were you visually impaired or blind going through all of this, or how did you actually become blind? Okay, so when I was when I was about nine years old, uh, nineteen ninety eight, I uh, found out or I was diagnosed with a uh, brain tumor brain cancer and uh the life and death situation. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember um uh, if I they took me to the emergency room, uh and the doctor, he well what happened uh even to go back a little bit further than that, okay. I uh went to go stay with my dad that weekend. My parents had just divorced mm-hmm. and uh so I went to go stay with my dad that weekend. Hey dinner. I threw up all my food. Mm. He cleaned it up. He said, Oh, you know what? Uh let's go take a shower. And I went to go take a shower. I went to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, for some reason I just lost all feeling in my legs and I fell. Wow. And took me to the emergency room. Uh they went and checked me out. He was telling them all my symptoms and immediately the doctor said, Oh, we Need to go in and you know operate on him tonight. Uh, and know, uh, this this boy doesn't had it much longer to, to live. Mm. Uh, you know he recognized that uh, cancer. So uh, it was devastating for me. I bet. <laughs> now, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure for my parents. And uh, so yeah, they went on and operated on me that night. Uh, you know, kept me in the hospital that night and uh, went on and started vibrating uh early that morning so man so that's crazy because i know your mom boy she was like my baby my baby Mm -hmm. yeah yeah man so you go through this traumatic time over at your dad's house and i bet you it was probably like last time your mom said you going over your dad's house (laughs) (laughs) no just playing but so you go through this this operation (laughs) and and what happens you know during the remainder of the time how did you recover and all that great stuff it took a long uh it took a long time to recover um i um had to relearn how to um walk and um I had to do a lot of, a lot of physical therapy. I remember the day that I left the hospital, they wheelchaired me out because my legs, I, I couldn't, couldn't really walk on them. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of physical therapy. Um, did a lot of chemo and radiation um, treatments. Uh, well, I mean, I did it for about three years. Mm-hmm. And then I did my seven-year um, follow-ups after um, after, after I had the initial surgery and uh there was no sign of the cancer coming back so i uh i've been living cancer free ever since <laughs> so, 
Amen for that one. Cool. So I'd imagine in the middle of this this operation and all of that, I mean, so you can see up until nine and then through the operation, that's what caused you to become visually impaired? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I had uh, when misdiagnosed for so long that it started to affect um, different things. Well, you know, as far as physical features, um, uh, my height, uh, my sight, uh, scoliosis came about, uh, I don't know, nerve damage. <laughs> mm, mm, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. All right, so you go from there. Now, where are your friends at at this time? I imagine at nine years old, you and Maro, you develop friendships. Are they around when you get out of the hospital? Uh, or? Oh, man. Um, I'm a pretty popular guy. Um, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. The guy got it, you know, got it. You know, everybody wanted to be around, associated with. And so, uh, so you know, now looking back, uh, you know, I did, you know, lose a lot of them along the way. But, you know, like I said, now looking back, it's like, I guess, how, you know, how do, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that at nine years old, mm-hmm. you know, from a friend's point of view, um, you know, not understanding the effects of, a person being sighted having cancer and now, you know, they're not physically able to keep up with you, you know, on the basketball court. Right, right. Uh, you know, so, uh, so I think that's what it was. You know, a lot, a lot of them did fall off. And, you know, for, for some time, I thought it was, you know, thought it was something was me, you know. Okay. And, uh, okay. I did. I did. I did kind of take that hard. <laughs> right. And like I said, you know, took a lot, took 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 a while for me to come into it. You know, accept my disabilities. And so, thing. Mm. You know. Yeah. The good thing is that I, that I, you know I did I did come I did get to that point where you know realized you know this is what it is, and you know. Just need to keep going forward, marching forward, figure out a different way to do it. Okay, okay. And so you move forward. You actually graduate from high school. Where'd you graduate from high school at? Uh, Mondays Mill. Mondays Mill High School. Okay, so you done with that brand new high school. Now, were you the first graduating class, I would imagine? Uh, We were the third. You was the third? Okay, okay, okay. Got you. So at least you, you know, you get a medal for a second, third place. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, you know, you go to um, college. How? What did you do yeah. in college, and where'd you go? Uh, I started at Clayton State University down there in Morrow, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to get focused. Um, I, I was so happy about just, you know. Being out of my own, not in my mom's house no oh, more. You grow, and the ladies, you grow, and the ladies, right, baby. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so I ended up, I ended up taking a class there. I was in the math, uh, intermediate uh, math course, and it was being offered through Georgia Perimeter, 
and we had to sign a waiver. Um, in the beginning, it said, okay, you got three opportunities to take the course before, you know, you have to go and take the course at Georgia Perimeter. And so uh, towards the middle of the semester, we ended up signing another another form that said, okay, you got this one time to pass it, and you don't. We're basically going to put you out to school, and you got to go take it at Georgia Perimeter. Hmm. So, I, so I didn't pass it. And hmm. so they put me out of this court. Put me out of the school. My mom, of course, she was, she was, she was, she was living, and <laughs> <laughs> saying, "Well, you, you ain't coming back home, so you need to figure out something to do." Mm-hmm. But so I started getting in touch with people within the NFB, and at that time, it was Neil Lewis, and okay. um, and uh, what's the guy's name? Jack Scott. Gary Scott, there we go. Uh, and so I talked, talked to them. They were the ones who told me about Louisiana Center for the Blind and um, and their success rate. And so went talked to my counselor. My counselor, I know, was being being pretty hard about it. Mm-hmm. And Neil Lewis had to come in, and he he he, he spoke on my behalf and the school. And was able to finally get me down there at Louisiana Center for the Blind, and so I did go there mm. and finished there. I finished there in 2008. That's 2008. Okay, I remember that. So your mom is like basically telling you, you got to be a man. You've been out on your own. She been chilling in the house by herself. She used to. Well, you ain't coming back home. <laughs> It was, a lot, it was a lot of things that led up to it. I mean, we, we did fuss a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think you grow, you think you cute and grow. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, man. So. Yeah, it be yeah, like we, that, man. You got to get out there, you yeah. know, blind or not, because I've been blind or right. visiting period all my life, and at 17, yeah. mom and them say, you got to go, boy. I was so happy because, shoot, I'm like, shoot, I can make yeah. it. I can make it. If right. this all you got to do in life, you know. I can do it. That's right. what's up. So LCB, you rock that out. You get around all them, them visually impaired chicks, and you learning your yeah, your, a, your braille and yeah, stuff. It a, <laughs> right. It was yeah. It was an experience. It was an experience. Oh, I had never been mm. been around other blind people. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you uh, was like the man with one eye is king, <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, well, no. As a matter of fact, never mind. The 2007, I went to uh, the National Federation of the Blind Youth Slam. Okay. And um, that, yeah, that they really started putting me around a whole lot of blind people. But at that time, I still wasn't at the point where I was ready for that. Oh. So, uh, you thought it was a little weird, kids? Huh? It, yeah, it was a little weird to me. Even though I did meet a lot of cool people, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can just, you know, hang out with these people outside. Here, you know? <laughs> don't right. be seeing me on the streets with these people. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. So what after um, LCB, what do you, what do you do next? Uh, man, so at, uh, after I finished LCB, uh, I finished that in October. 2008 started at um, another school, Georgia Military College in Milledgeville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Went down there. Uh, still wasn't focused yet, and still out there partying. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I did I did do my courses, except they were on a, a quarter system, quarterly system, mm-hmm. and uh, and that is basically where you know your semesters are cut down into like maybe ten weeks, different uh, different uh, uh, other universities or institutions might be eight weeks, mm-hmm. might be you know twelve weeks or whatever. So um, so I did that. Did maybe three months there. Uh, I, I, I met this guy. Met this guy there. We we got cool, and he said, "Well, you know, well, I, I really want to transfer." So I'm like, "Well, sure. I mean, if he transfer, I got to transfer too." I was like, "I'm not staying down here." Mm-hmm. So transferred uh, to Gordon College in Barnesville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Got there, and I really started partying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you moving to places in Georgia that you ain't got no other choice but to party because ain't nothing else there. I mean, Barnesville and Gordon, I'm like, well, okay, yeah. Right. So yeah, we, you know, it was, like, it was a lot of creating our own fun and stuff, and right. Um, I, I was taking four classes at uh, Gordon and. I uh, let the party and lifestyle get the best of me, and I failed all four of those classes. And, <laughs> and I got put on academic suspension. And so I had to sit out for, had to sit out, uh, for some time for a semester. And, you know, uh, suspension, that period is, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. based on you refocusing or getting refocused and, and getting ready to come back. And so... Man, you needed uh, some focus. There wasn't no refocus. If you fail all four classes, you won't focus <laughs> at all. You won't focus yeah. on nothing <laughs> academic-wise. So, yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, so you come right, back. Right. You focus now. You got, got a little I, bit of focus. I did, I, did, I did not go back to Gordon. I went to – I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. With uh, with my aunt, and I, and I got a place with my aunt, and I was staying there, and I went – I. Got enrolled into a community college down there, so um, uh, I, I was going through my courses, uh, passed some, failed some, took some over again. But you know, I I, I did get through it. I did get through mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. uh, so let me ask so you this: At I, this point, is is school for you or? Uh, well, you know, I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of thinking about that, but <laughs> you know, because your mama already um, kicked you out, so I, it ain't nothing to say, mom. Yeah. You know, it ain't ain't going the school route. You know, <laughs> so I mean, is it for real? Is it but, is it but, for but, you but, or what you think? Well, well, but but one of the things I appreciate, and I mentioned that afterwards, um, after I finished, you know, the whole school thing. Um, I uh, came down to me taking this calculus course, and I did. I couldn't pass the calculus. That was the last class I needed to get my associate's degree. And uh, up until then, I had passed everything else. And I couldn't get the calculus. It was my third time taking it. I couldn't get it down. My mom said, well, you know, forget about it. Come back here. Come back to Georgia. And... Uh, and and go to go to this uh go to this school called St. Leo University mm-hmm. which is um which is a school that's based down in Florida 
but they offer it on a lot of military uh, bases mm-hmm. for people who are trying to go back to school and be in the military at the same time. Right. So said, okay, all right. Really didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to move back at home with my mom. So, <laughs> but you know, I said okay. Eventually, I said okay, and so I went down there. I uh, started taking, started finishing my classes for uh, business administration at St. Leo University, and uh, I just finished that in December, 2016. Didn't fail any classes. Didn't have to take any over again. Away, I just went straight through. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I appreciate about one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about my mom is that you know of course you know along the way you know with me uh, selling selling all of these classes, telling me she she was she constantly reminded me, um, nah it's all right don't worry about it um, you know just get back up do it again now nah, I'm not gonna let you feel sorry for yourself mm-hmm. you can do it it just might take you a little bit longer. But you're gonna get it done. Yeah. And uh she never let me forget that, so I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And now I have my uh bachelor's in uh <laughs> business administration. <laughs> Man, that's what's up, boy. That is what's up. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So cool so now you back in school sitting on a bench in arkansas because i mean the interview can't mm-hmm. be with so long this guy is how old are you ready 28 oh okay yeah so he ain't that old so we can't even have a long interview because his life ain't that long so what, what are you doing now where are you at and um where are you trying to take where you at and um move to so um so after I graduated, I spent about three months looking for jobs, and I get bored easily. So mm-hmm. I said, I, I got to figure out something else. <laughs> so um, so I ended up getting a connection on um, LinkedIn from um, the coordinator of the school. And I didn't know who this person was, but I added her anyway. And mm-hmm. then I went and looked her up. And... I found a school and started looking through it, different programs that they offer, and I was in, you know, I I, I was intrigued. So I uh, started to started to take the steps to get myself enrolled in here. Um, I originally came down here for a desktop uh, sort of uh, desktop technician mm-hmm. um, program, and I was not able to get into there, so. I uh, looked into this other program called Assistive Technology Instructor, um, which allows you to teach your assistive technology at another facility uh, like this one, mm-hmm. where uh, you are, you know, have clients or students and you're helping them learn assistive technology. And so uh, that's what I'm currently taking right now. I have a couple other things that I'm trying to do. I want to come back and do the DST after this. Um, I would like to. Uh, however, like I said, I just, I just have a lot of stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, now, you never said where you at. I know where you at, but the rest of the world doesn't know where you're at. So where are you at in Arkansas specifically? 
I'm at uh, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, at uh, World Services for the Blind. Okay, formerly Lions World. Yep. Got you, got you. And so, assistive technology. Um, I actually changed the whole vernacular of this particular industry. So I say assistive technology teaching or uh, coaching. I think that you train a dog and we teach human beings. So yeah. when you get out, yeah. you're going to see that the, uh, the world is a bit different. Thanks to your boy. You know what I mean? I've pat myself yeah. on the back. But, um, yeah, man, yeah. so from fedoras <laughs> to technology teaching, uh, I'm dark-skinned. Somebody told me you light-skinned with the curly hair right. and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was able to almost be at the yeah. brink of death, right. and then he develops his own walk, his own swag throughout yeah. this world <laughs> in his uh, mid-20s. So, um, yeah, man, that's cool. So I tell you what, there's some young dude or woman out there that feels like you did, say, at nine years old, going through this transition in life, what would you tell them to encourage them to move forward like your mom did for you? What I would what I would tell them is that, you know, everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody has a reason to not want to do something or feel like they don't belong or can't do it. But my thing is, now I feel like we can do anything we want to do. Um, like I said, you just got to put the time in. You got to be focused. You got to be goal-oriented. You got to know that there's a place out here for everybody. <laughs> and, you know, there's, no, there's nothing stopping, stopping you from getting there. And the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. So, you know, as long as you keep pushing and, and, and you keep that goal in mind, it, you know, guys, the limit. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. This is all coming from a dude that's done been to five different colleges. <laughs> you know, failed like twenty courses, and he still got you know his his bachelor's degree. So if he can do it, you know what I, you know what I mean. You can do it as well. Well, Reggie, man, as you know, it's always super super exciting. Um, it sounds like school has started there. Uh, how many hours difference is it? From Georgia to here, from from Georgia to there, is it a couple hours? Oh uh, yeah, hours? we're one hour, we're one hour behind. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. it's nine something there. Cool, man. All right. Well, listen. Tell folks how they can reach you, social media, Facebook, wherever, and um, then we'll say goodbye. All right. My uh, social media you receive find me on Facebook at uh, Reginald Reginald C Ford F O R D. Mm-hmm. Um, find me at uh, Instagram. O, letter O, letter B, letter O, letter I, um, Reggie on Instagram, and uh, you can also find me at uh, Twitter, uh, at <laughs> capital A, capital H, capital H, E-L-L, capital R, Reggie, and on Twitter, so. <laughs> what is that, R hell? Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what's up. Cool, man. Well, that's the life and times of Reginald Ford. I certainly appreciate it. You have a great one, sir. All right. Thank you, fam. You too. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to Outliers, an official production of the Delivering Access Network. If you have a comment, question, or an idea for a program, email Vashon at excellence at fedoraoutlier.com. And visit fedoraoutlier.com if you'd like to purchase any of the products you hear advertised on the program. And for more great podcasts from the Delivering Access team, visit deliveringaccess.net. Check back again next time for more Outliers. Until then, thanks again for listening, and let's change the world together.